You're listening to The Marn Report. Well, hey, hey, Fort Stewart, Hunter Army Airfield, it's Molly coming at you again with another episode of The Marn Report Podcast. Today, I am here with several friends. I've got uh, Master Sergeant French and Major Warren. They are our 3rd Infantry Division anti-terrorism officers. And from the garrison side of the house, I have my buddy, Mr. William Payne. He is our installation anti-terrorism specialist. Hey, gentlemen, thank you so much for being on the podcast with me today. Thank you for having us, Molly. So before we even get started, I want to do a round robin. I want to hear, a, you know, who are you guys? How did you get this awesome anti-terrorism uh, position here on Fort Stewart? Uh, William, why don't we start with you? Okay, Molly. First of all, thank you for having us. It is uh, Anti-Terrorism Awareness Month. Today's persistent threat from near and peer competitors employing a wide range of terrorist attacks combined with relative new threats actors forms a complex operating environment. I was uh, came on board as the garrison anti-terrorist specialist over uh, almost two years ago, and it's, it's been challenging with a lot of threats, even our most current threat that we had um, last month with uh, Building One. Uh, it makes you it open your eyes and makes you want to think about what is our future threats and how do we stay one step ahead of them from getting our... Uh, the inside game. And uh, we brought a few buddies with us to help us uh, <laughs> figure that thing out as we continually protect the 3rd Infantry Division. Sure. Um, how about you, Major Warren? Yes, again, thanks for having us. Um, again, my name is Major Colin Warren. Uh, we work in the 3rd ID uh, Provost Marshal Office, and Mass Sergeant French and I, we are uh, appointed as the anti-terrorism officers by the CG because we have attended the anti-terrorism basic officer course held by USAMPS and we have the skills and capabilities to support the division and help plan uh, anti-terrorism efforts uh, for the division and the installation as a whole. Cool. All right. What about you, Master Sergeant French? <laughs> All right. Once again, thanks for having us. Sure. Um, I just came to the unit. I did receive the training back in 2012. So I've been reaching out. It's been a while since I've had the training, so I think this is a good opportunity. I kind of volunteered to do it just sure. so I can refresh and get up to speed with all the changes and everything like that. Working with Mr. Payne and Major Warren, I think we'll achieve everything we're looking at trying to achieve Yeah, to ensure the protection. That's awesome. Well, we thank you guys for what you're doing, right, because it's necessary. Um, tell me, what are some of the things that you guys do on a daily basis? Yeah, so on a daily basis, uh, the 3rd ID Provost Marshal Office, we typically work with the um, garrison the DES uh, to do support to installation security at the ISCPs by providing BMM, um, which is borrowed military manpower from the units to um, work the posts and the um, installation access control points that you see every day. Sure. Coming installation. Um, we help develop training paths. We do inspections on the lower units, um, anti-terrorism programs to make sure that we're all compliant and doing the things that we need to do to help protect this insulation. Sure. So tell me, William, um, why, first of all, what really is anti-terrorism awareness and why is it so important that we have a whole entire month dedicated to it? The month is dedicated, first of all, the month is dedicated to bring awareness. Yeah. The threat is always there. It's always possible. It's, it's ever being. Wherever you go, whatever you do, 
there's something that's going to try to stop you or avoid you from from doing that. Sure. Um, the the Army protects critical assets, ensures installations, standalone facilities, and the operational forces are secure and mission ready. That's what we do. What we do is try to reduce and mitigate the threat from uh, causing us not to to continue to do our war fighting missions. Is we have a very important role. We take it very seriously, and we we understand that the threat is is uh, taking control of uh, protecting measures in fundamental ways to prevent terrorist attacks. And from the the minor to the major, we're here, we're standing in the gap, and we're trying to be proactive with other agencies throughout the 3rd Infantry Division to do just that. Sure. Yeah, and I mean, kind of like um, what Major Warren said, working with the gate guards is so important, right? Because they're going to be the first line of defense, really, you know, of preventing someone... Um, who is sketchy coming onto the installation and causing more harm. So very cool um, initiative. And of course, we all need to be aware of that. Um, okay, so let's get into, um, do you have any tips? Do you guys have any anti-terrorism um, awareness tips that maybe not just our soldiers, but our family members, DOD civilians need to keep in mind? Um, is there anything that we need to be keeping an eye out for? Well, during the month, we just want to make sure that everybody understands what terrorist attacks really are. Um, Everybody thinks it's fighting ISIS or Al-Qaeda, everything like that. But there's more to it. Um, Domestic terrorism. There's a lot of incidents, active shooters, everything like that. We just want to bring awareness so everybody's tracking. And if they see something that looks out of place, that they can know who to notify, that they can reach out. report it. We don't want any innocent bystanders. We don't want anybody getting hurt because somebody didn't know how to report it or anything like that. Sure. Um, So you said know when and where to report it. Where do you go to report? We have many uh, avenues to help with that. I watch, uh, see something, say something with with, uh, 800 numbers that's, that's posted and through everything that we have. Uh, for those that are third ID soldiers, mm-hmm. if you're not sure what to do, report it to your chain of command. Sure. Um, uh, civilians, of course, if you're not sure what to do, seek your supervisor. They will give you avenues of approach to report those things that are necessary. Uh, regardless of, of how, uh, how little you may think that situation is, little becomes much if we don't uh, stop it at the, at the ground root. It's important for us to always look out for anything that's suspicious and report it as necessary. Sure. Um, so I know I've got you guys here, but are there people, like, that? does it trickle down? Are there other anti-terrorism um, officers in the brigades um, and garrison offices? Do, is, there some, is it just you guys, or are there more appointees to, you know, fighting this mission? Yeah, so Mr. Payne can speak to the installation service, but every unit, um, brigade and battalion level, have dedicated anti-terrorism officers on memorandum appointments from their commander. Got it. Okay, cool. So there, I, I ask just because, you know, there's a lot of people that someone can go to if, you know, That's they see great. something funky. That's a great question, Molly, because even this month, anti-terrorism a month, 21st to the 25th of August, we're holding a uh, anti uh, anti terrorism basic officers course. Okay. Which uh, we do 
twice a year, and we graduate about 40 students in each class. Wow. Uh, so we have people that are educated. We have people that are trained. We have uh, individuals that are waiting to fulfill those roles. So, yes, each unit is required to have an anti-terrorism officer at their uh, battalion. They also uh, require training before any any deployment mm -hmm. or movement. Mm -hmm. So it's important for us to always keep anti-terrorism in the front of our minds, knowing what to do and where to do. And once again, if you see something suspicious reported, I watch. Those things are key to uh, our soldiers' survival. Sure. And then um, I, I do have one more question because we talked about soldiers and you said deployment, right? Which obviously we've got deployment happening right now. Yes, um, and we spoke with our friends from Army Community Service last week about all kinds of deployment tips and anti-terrorism awareness came up. But just to clarify, um, like, are there people that can go speak to FRGs? Um, you know, how do we make sure that our family members are aware of all of this information? Another great question, uh, Molly. If you if the soldier doesn't talk to the family member about anti-terrorism, they probably won't get it in their history class. So uh, they'll get pieces of it, but not what the focus that we, we we want. Sure. So it's important that the service member brings that that information home to their family members and share it with them, so that they they will know where to go. Sure. And once again, uh, many attacks that we've had in our schools today. Mm -hmm it's important for us to be well aware of uh, what's happening around us, be aware of our surroundings, and know when and where to report something suspicious. Yeah. So once again, we, we want to emphasize that, not only to our soldiers, but to family members. And it's a, it's a shame to say to even our uh, children in school that they have to be aware of uh, if they see something that's not done look right, they need to let someone know. Sure. Whether it's a teacher, principal, or whomever. Yeah, of course. Um, and then touching on the civilian aspect, um, I know that we have the annual training, right, that we have to take. It's on the computer. But um, do all of our garrison agencies also have anti-terrorism um, individuals that have been appointed? Yes, ma'am. Each uh, directorate has appointed anti-terrorism officers on orders, school trained, and ready to fulfill that role if something was to happen. Uh, on the civilian side, we have what we call EAP, Emergency Action Plans, that are actually part of the EM, Emergency Management Program, mm -hmm. which they have to help and fulfill those roles in each directorate. They're responsible annually to fulfill those requirements. It's important for us to even think about uh, those other programs that goes along with anti-terrorism, which is insider threat, uh, OPSEC, all those play and go hand-in-hand -hand with our anti-terrorism uh, awareness Month and also our anti-terrorism terrorism action plans. Sure. Sorry, William, I'm kind of keeping you in the hot seat right now, but I do have a question because you mentioned OPSEC, right? And a lot of people get OPSEC and anti-terrorism awareness and, and all of that stuff confused. Can you tell me the difference? Because we do have a special month dedicated to OPSEC awareness now, right? That is correct, uh, Molly. Uh, this is not our uh, Designated OPSEC, month. <laughs> OPSEC uh, month, which right. is in January. How, however, how do they go hand in hand? They go hand in hand because OPSEC is Operation Security, sure. Which anti-terrorism is the is the being proactive uh, along those same lines to prevent a terrorist attack, sure. Uh, so 
they go hand in hand. OPSEC is operation security. Anti-terrorism is, and is trying to prevent something major from happening. Right. So, and I, I do see where you're coming from, right? Because a lot of stuff with OPSEC is like, don't put your whole world out there on the internet, right? Don't right. be driving around with army wife on your car or my soldiers deployed because if someone bad sees that, that's when the anti-terrorism awareness that is correct, skills mom. kick in, yes, right? Yes, ma'am. I got you now. I'm understanding. All right. Well, um, is there anything else that you guys would like to add about, um, you know, not just this month, but just anti-terrorism awareness in general? I would just say, I'll just reiterate the, if, if you see it, see something, say something. Um, find out who your unit anti-terrorism officer is. Find out what the numbers for DES are. Reach out to Major Nick Boschling at DES, who's the operations officer, if you have any questions. Uh, do whatever you can to be proactive and ask questions. That's perfect answer. Thank you so much. Uh, I just want to add, Molly, in today, Army, uh, we went back to the slogan, be all you can be. Yeah. And uh, in being all you can be, I want everyone to know serving our nation is a calling, one that is fundamentally hopeful. We want a new generation of Americans to see the Army as a pathway to lives and careers that they want to achieve. We want uh, them to be uh, feel safe in our country, and that's what anti-terrorism is all about. Rock of the Mar. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast again with me today. Um, you heard the guys. If you see something, say something. You know, just keep your eyes open at all times. Be aware of your surroundings. Well, that is it for this week's edition of the Marn Report podcast. Thank you for us, yeah, sure. Yeah. Anytime. Come back anytime. <laughs> All right, y'all. We will talk at you again next time. This is Molly signing off. If you have an idea on how to make Fort Stewart Hunter Army Airfield better, the Martin Innovation Team wants to hear it. Dedicated to identifying capability gaps within the 3rd Infantry Division, the Martin Innovation Team has partnered with engineers from Georgia Tech to help solve today's problems with today's technology. Soldiers, Department of Defense civilians, and family members are invited to take their ideas to Martin Innovation Center's Makerspace to plan and develop a prototype with the team. No idea is too small. Help improve daily life on the installation. Submit your idea today.